Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. You're back again with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have another great guest today. I believe, I don't think he's a three-peat. I think he's a four-peat. Is there such a word as four, Pete? It's his fourth time on the show. I'll explain why I love having Jeff back on the show in just a moment. A few things before we dive into the amazing interview, and that is if you've got a story that you want to share or a question that you want me to answer, all you have to do is send it to me through one of my social media channels. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know it. I'm everywhere. And remember to use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll answer the questions you send it either in that medium or channel or on this show, or maybe I'll answer that question on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Roku, Apple TV, uh, C-Suite. And now we actually are playing the episodes on YouTube. Just released another episode in the last couple of weeks, and we are into season two. So I hope you can join us on the show. Always informative and amazing guests are as well. Like we have today, back in the studio, so to speak. Actually, he's working from his Vermont home. I love it. Where are you today? Are you at home? I'm in Vermont, he says. Uh, I would say he's on vacation, but we all know we're kind of at the stay at home, get away from it all, and be uh, safe and healthy. That's exactly what Jeff Nicholson is doing, and he is the vice president of CRM product marketing at Pegasystems. And for those that don't know, well, We'll find out more about what Pegasystems is doing, but I, I want to tell you why we're having him on the show today. First of all, always a great interview, always very insightful. The focus today is a lot about customer service and the support world and contact center. Every year, Pegasystems has Pega World, which this year is June 2nd, 2020. Well, unfortunately, as many conferences have, uh, they have canceled the live event. However, they are having an amazing virtual event. And rather than making it several days, they're just making it several hours, three hours filled with multiple speakers doing five to seven minutes each, bite-sized chunks, case studies, what you need to know to be powerful, strong, and create an amazing experience in the customer support world. So Jeff, here we are again. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be back, Chef. The, the, the Four Timers Club, right? Yeah, the Four Timers Club. And you know what I'm going to ask you in just a moment is to go through the four steps. So it's the four to, I think you may be the first member of the Four Timers Club, uh, at least as it applies to Amazing Business Radio. But Jeff, real quick, uh, just a, a, like a one or two sentence synopsis on Pegasystem. Or Pe yeah, Pegasystems. We know what Pega World is. That's the event. Well, absolutely. Well, Pegasystems, as, as, as many know, we are really leading the way when it comes to digital transformation, in particular for subject of today, for customer service. Yep. And it, we've been recognized uh, by the analyst, analysts like the Gartners and Foresters along the way, but the best success that we can hold up, frankly, is our customers. And hence the reason Pega World has always been so so uh, thrilling for us and and why it's such a great thing to see that we're holding this virtually coming up in, in just a few weeks time, we're still going to get a chance to hear from our customers on how they are not just talking about digital transformation in customer service, but they're actually doing it. Yeah. And, and the outcomes they're getting out of it. 
Yeah, I love that. And uh, I think I've been there. Uh, this would have been, I think, my fifth year, fourth or fifth year. So I'm, I'm a member of the four Pete or maybe the five Pete club uh, when it comes to Pega World. Uh, but what I've noticed is the audience gets bigger and bigger and bigger, which tells me your customers are growing and growing and growing. And that's a good sign. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, there's, there's no better success that I could ever hold up than, than just look at our, our great customers. All right, let's jump into this. Um, recently, you guys came out with a report, and I'll make sure that we link to this report in our notes, but it is titled, Four Steps to an Exceptional, Exceptional Customer Service Strategy in Times of Disruption. And oh my, are we in a time of disruption right now. Disruption, not only uh, because of the COVID pandemic, but in just everything's being disrupted with new technologies and new expectations of customers. Well, and that was already the world, right? Before right. any of this happened. And customer service, frankly, wasn't easy even back when things were uh, Back normal. in the old days? Yeah, like no, two months uh, ago? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we, we have PEGA research that shows that north of 80% of customers already said that customer service took too long before this happened. <laughs> and, and, and by too long, you're referring to hold times, response times, exactly. resolution, Exactly. The time to resolution, all of that. And from the perspective of the customer, it is that time to res resolution. That's my interpretation. And that, that outside in thinking. And so things got a lot more difficult, didn't they? So for both customers and businesses alike, you, you can go even today across the internet, go to, go to your, your, your airline, your bank, uh, your, your telecommunication provider for customer service. And you're still going to likely see these messages that says abnormally high call volumes. Right. Try to help yourself over here uh, on, on looking at our FAQ site. All right. Why so, do you but, think they're, why do you think the volume is high compared to normal times? Is it because there's more, there's more problems or uh, I have a theory I'll share with you in a moment, but yeah. I want your, your opinion on this. Well, I, I think a, a couple of things are dynamics are at play. One is the nature of the questions have, have changed. Um, and, and the things that are concerning now, uh, are, are different and they're happening in more volume. So all of a sudden it is a, a real statistic where the number of people facing difficult financial times has dramatically increased. And that creates difficulty for pay making payments on, on the services they've already subscribed to. It has a difficulty in how they feed their family. There's a lot in their mind. And they are now engaging uh, with businesses to figure these things out where you know, the self-service capabilities that had been built until now really weren't geared around you know, those types of challenges uh, that their customers were facing. And I can see uh, asking the chat bot, uh, can I skip this month's payment? What will the chat bot say? <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, to, there's two answers to that question, Chef. So if you if you if you ask a typical chatbot, but uh, unfortunately uh, uh, they're dumb bots, uh, they'll say, "Oh, <laughs> that, my I'm store." Can I? Are I'm going to put that in the show notes. Jeff, quote: "Unfortunately, chatbots are dumb bots. Not all chatbots. <laughs> not all chatbots. Okay, no, not no. all chatbots are dumb bots. No, well, that, yeah, that, that's the difference, though. So it, you you ask that question, it'll say, "Oh, sure, our store hours are eight to five. Well, it's not really, or I can't, I can't help you with that. Here's our phone number where the wait time is too long. We, we do see a new generation of self-service uh, emerge uh, in the 
form of self-service portals, as well as intelligent virtual assistants that actually can understand context in your accounts. So you can be authenticated. It can understand your journey, the status of your accounts. It can understand that you actually have a low balance right now. And it can actually offer up, would you like to add overdraft protection to your account? Because it understands your state, your journey. And the, that, that new generation is, is, is the difference, uh, Shep. And those, those strategies, uh, such as those that, of course, PEGA can help bring to bear, are the ones that can help resolve those issues and, and comfort those individuals during those times. Right. Dumb bots become smart bots. Yeah. But they're all chat bots. Yes. <laughs> in, 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 that, in that example. Somehow but, there's uh, a whole report that can come out of that one line. I'm not sure how we go about that. But well, we should sharpen our pencils and start writing one, Chef. I think you're right. Um, but I think, I think it has to do, you mentioned the, the ebook, uh, Shep, and the, the, four, the four steps. What we found in talking with uh, clients is, is that there were four general things that were top of mind uh, for customer service leaders uh, during this time. The first and foremost one is, you know, how do I show empathy for my customers during this time? And we, we even touched on some of that just now by understanding, you know, your agents aren't available 24 by seven, but your customers are. How do you help them? And how do you help them when your volumes are through the roof? Well, self-service is one of those great examples, and, but not just throwing a dumb bat at it, throwing a real intelligent strategy, a contextual one. And there are other things that we can bring to bear, such as moving to other digital channels where our customers are trying to find us, like on our Facebook page, Messenger page, and they're asking questions. Are you there for them? Right? So how do I show empathy and even put in place proactive strategies. If I notice that you are low on your account balance, like our last example, Shep, or maybe trending toward overdrawing it, do I let it happen? Or do I put in place rules in that reach out to you out. and say, hey, we noticed this might be an issue. Would you like us to transfer money? Would you like us to add overdraft protection? Look out for your customers. That Have empathy. That's what it's about. Um, the second thing we're seeing on the top of mind is how do I show support for my agents? during this time. Everything changed for them, didn't it, Shep? So they're, right. they're used to working side by side uh, with their colleagues where they could ask questions. They had managers that could talk over their shoulder and coach them along. Now they're on an island. <laughs> they're on a remote. Their, they're, they're, they're at their kitchen table with their, their, their child, you know, trying to do their homework next to them. And they're getting asked a different set of questions than they ever, you know, had in the past. So they're trying to figure out ways to up-level their support for their agents during that time. And, and that includes, uh, you know, strategies include guided workflows, coaching, uh, collaboration capabilities. So augmenting the collaboration tools that they have at their fingertips because they don't have someone right next to them. Uh, we're seeing some look to apply analytics into that desktop because the desktop might have changed slightly to understand if there's productivity drains in that new configuration so that they can perhaps automate things right. as well. So we're going to try to make it uh, better in supporting our agents. So, so that's one and two. Let's take a short break. When we come back, you're going to cover three and four and a whole lot more. Oh, I like that. A rhyme. <laughs> this is great. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We're coming right back. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees 
through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I've revised and updated the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, is available for purchase now. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com. Go there today and order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. The cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jeff Nicholson of Pega. And just a reminder, June 2nd, uh, you can go to pegaworld.com to find out all about the virtual conference they'll be having. Powerful information. Again, it's three hours. Take a look at the schedule. See what it is that you want to learn about. Pay close attention to those sessions. Again, five to seven minute, uh, small bite-sized chunks of great information, case studies, hearing from customers. This is what uh, the major general sessions are about at these conferences, and they're bringing it to you virtually in the comfort of your own home or office. So wouldn't it be back if, uh, great if we're all back in our offices by by uh, June 2nd. So, all right, Jeff, we're back. And you've covered the first two of the four steps, which has to do with empathy to the customer and supporting the agent. The agent, many agents, um, most agents work in a support center. However, there are many that have already been out there at home and know what it's like to work remotely, but so many people being displaced. We've got to get everybody comfortable. By the way, I want to come back to my theory as to why um, the volume of calls are higher. Obviously, the types of questions you talked about, but I also think that stress of any kind, especially now, brings about um, uh, the desire for a human-to-human connection. So in addition to a practical reason, such as the one that you gave us, I believe people just want to talk to a human being right now. It's, uh, and there have been uh, stats and facts that indicate that that is on the rise right now. And when things get back to normal, uh, it'll probably go back down to the typical uh, call volume that we're used to. Well, I think there's something there, Chef. I totally agree. Great. All right. Steps three and four. So it, and it's interesting, not all entirely mutually exclusive. So we talked about empathy for your customer, your support for your agents. The third one, uh, the third thing that we're seeing on top of mind for service leaders is how do I also at the same time keep an eye on my costs? Because they're sharing that if, if they're not being asked already to begin trimming costs, there's a, a hunch that something might be around the corner. You may, you may be asked to do so at some point. And so they, they're having a close eye on this. And interestingly enough, some of the strategies that we already talked about are ones that actually drive down cost. Yeah, so do it right the first time. Assistance that can contain, you know, that, that inquiry and actually resolve it for the customer, win-win, that, that's a one less phone call that reduces your costs. Uh, we're also seeing, seeing things that are very popular, like email bots. So consider that backlog that also went up of uh, email inquiries that's taking days, in some cases, weeks to, co- to get to. Your customer is, is, is in a vacuum, doesn't hear anything back. And it's a huge cost to your business to go through all that. What if you had an email bot, crack it open using natural language processing, understand and classify the entities, assign it to cases completely automatically. 
and we're seeing they can complete, do it completely automatic north of 40% of the time. Now, wouldn't that drive your cost down? Absolutely, but it's also great for customers. And these are some of the strategies that we're seeing organizations look to, to, to drive down costs. Yeah, so what I think that the cost thing's important. The reason companies are going to want to drive down costs is because in general, many businesses have suffered an economic loss through this crisis and are looking for every way to drive down the cost. One of the things that we're emphasizing to our clients is, sure, we can take a look at every way to do it. And I think what you're suggesting is a very viable way. Uh, however, the reason it comes about and the reason we have to take a look at it is obviously we're financially hit. But at the same time, we don't want to lose uh, the customer connection. And I caution my clients that if you're going to cut, make sure that the customer doesn't know or notice that you've cut. If you're cutting in places that's real obvious to the customer, when times get back to normal, they're going to say, I had a really bad experience. Um, I, and I've used this example a couple of times on the show. Um, I have a client that is in the hotel business, has a small group of hotels. Occupancy rates went from 92%, which is unbelievably great, to less than 20%. And he really tightened up the staff. One of the areas he cut was housekeeping. I said, be very careful with that one. Because I don't care if it's a nice, you know, great times or bad times. A dirty room is a dirty room and they're never coming back. So, well, too true. And, and I, I think there's, there's a big opportunity if you get it right. So here's another example of something you can do to drive down costs. But it actually will up-level your level of support. Uh, we're seeing clients move to additional digital messaging channels. When you think about your telephony, you can only handle one customer at a time for one agent. That's very costly. But what about the customers that are going to your brand right now? They're on your Facebook page looking for answers and help. They're trying to click on Messenger and get help. They're tweeting out to you. Uh, they're, they're trying to initiate chats. If you can be where they are, that feels good to that customer. If you can oh, yeah. Respond. It's like instant gratification, if you will. So what we produce is a technology where we can give your agents a unified interface to, to communicate over all these channels. One interface and an agent is it, channelless. It doesn't matter what channel the customer is on. The agent communicates the same way, but the customers get that warm feeling. They get the answer in close proximity to where they are. And the agent to. can sometimes be working on two, maybe three conversations at the same time. You nailed it. Yep. So uh, I do want to ask, I want, this is kind of a sidebar, but last year at Pega, Pega World, uh, your CEO, was on stage and he talked about the number of screens the average agent has open at a time, the number of times they have to switch from one program to the next. Do you remember that? I think it was north of a thousand uh, a day. A day, a day per, per person, switching here and there. And, and that sounds, you say, how can that be so high? But think about it. So, you know, I'm going to go from Facebook. I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to go, you know, and, and there are all these different applications or different windows for the different applications. And your goal is one pane of glass, as they call it, one seamless um, uh, technology that allows everything to come into one place, makes it easier for the agent. Hence, we go back to number two. And <laughs> number three, uh, if you get this thing right, it's going to actually end up cutting costs. Yeah. So you're really solving one, two, and three there, mm -hmm. uh, all with one one simple strategy, which, by the way, can be deployed in, in as little as seven days. 
So this is not a science project. This is easy, fast, quick win. <laughs> all right, that we're talking about. All right, uh, number four. Which brings us to the fourth one, which is an interesting one. Uh, the, the, the last one, thing we're hearing is, is others are starting to turn it like toward uh, protecting their profits in some sense. And it, it, the reason they're doing it is they're saying, well, how do I make sure I have a business that's still in business <laughs> in six months? That's uh, kind of important. Of, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the kind of the last punctuation mark in, in, in their, you know, top concerns. And what they're doing is the ones that are thinking about it properly are thinking about it through an empathetic lens. All right. This isn't about cross-selling and hammering people with offers that, that are going to frustrate them. This is saying, Hey, I need to kind of decision and have next best actions to guide that conversation. So if someone says, uh, I can't pay, do you throw it into default or do you say, ah, I have a, let's guide that agent into how he has a conversation on making a payment plan that is right for the customer and the business. This is what we're talking about, empathetic decision-making. If someone's a retention risk, how do you help guide the conversation to say, well, how much is each customer worth to save? So I, I, I know I can spend a whole lot to try and save you if you actually uh, are, are a high lifetime value, but I also don't overspend at the same time. So you're protecting profits, but you're also doing the right thing by your customer. The other interesting thing is where you do present cross sells or upsells, they have to be empathetic at this time. So right. remember we talked Otherwise about Otherwise it's not, you're gonna irritate and turn off the customer. Well, exactly. So we talked about the, the customer who's, who's low on balance, all right? And in fact, the presentment of an overdraft protection plan might be, might be the absolute perfect thing to take the stress off the shoulders of that so customer. If you, this is my philosophy on upsells and cross-sells and, and suggesting what you're doing is exactly what falls into it. It is bad customer service not to make the right offer, even, regardless of when the right or wrong time is. There's no wrong time when our customers are having financial situations to say, hey, we've got an opportunity to protect you from fees, et cetera, et cetera, that you might incur if you don't sign up for this other product. And uh, I think that's a, that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and, and so my, my final guidance there is, when it comes to protecting profitability, we know you're being asked to start thinking about these things. Make sure you're doing it with empathy. Yep, yep, there you go. <laughs> Make it the right situation at the right time. All right. Uh, I know we're running out of time in just a moment. I want to cover another topic. And it, it, as I looked at some of the talking points uh, that we have for today, this is an important one. The biggest mistake companies are making as they try to revamp their experience in, in the pandemic that we've experienced, you know, that, that companies are making mistakes and they need to know that uh, if they're not careful, they'll be costly in terms of, uh, you know, short-sightedness will cost them customers down the road. Well, spot on. And, uh, you know, as an example of that, if you're running out and just standing up a, a chatbot that, that can just answer those simple questions and you think you solved it, you're wrong, right? You're not making the, a, a, a seamless journey. You're making disconnection. And you're building things a channel at a time. You know, it's channel-led. And what we're seeing is the organizations that do it right are not doing it in a way that's channel-led but channel-less in nature. The customer's journey is independent of the channel. And you want to be designing what we think of as from the center out, from, from the journey outward. And if you solve it there, so what, what should your case process be? What should your AI be determining in terms of lifetime value? Focus on the journey. 
then that can be consumed on any channel you like. So if you create it centrally, you activate it, for example, through web service first, but when the customer moves into the IVR or into the agent channel, if it ever has to get there, what if it was seamless and you yep. picked up right where you left off and it wasn't like starting a brand new conversation every time. Right. And you and I have talked about this. And by the way, that's uh, what you've just shared is a pretty uh, high level technical description of it. But channelless means whatever channel or whatever device the customer is using at that moment, whatever is closest, it might be their mobile phone. They may be sitting at their computer. They may decide, I love using apps and I know the company has an app, so we're using a messaging app. Or maybe I just go to social media. These are all different channels. And if I start a conversation on any one of those channels, uh, it shouldn't matter. It's not about a channel. It's about where is the customer and what do they want and what's easiest for them. But to take it to the next level, to what you're talking about, making, and you use the word seamless, uh, seamless means if for some reason um, I'm asked to, or I'm forced to move from, say, a Facebook Messenger uh, mm -hmm. app to picking up the phone and making the call, I shouldn't have to start over again. It should be seamless. It should just be a continuation of that conversation. That's you nailed it. And it's easier said than done. And if you if you if you lock away logic in channels one by one by one that's going to disconnect you, not keep you together. What you want to do is have that centrally. And that, that's the game changer. And now there's another exceptional new capability that we've just uh, announced where you can actually take something like a web chat, all right? Consider that you're typing and trying to get your, your resolution. It, it, all too often it times out or you have to jump in the car to go run to the store to get pharmacy. You have to do it all over again. That's I hate when that happens. For you, it's twice the cost for the business. What if... You didn't have to do that. What if you could press a button in that chat and say, I'm going to take this on the road and now we're going to move over to SMS. And the agent was still using the same desktop and the same text window to communicate you and continue the conversation now over SMS. Yep. Now you can get faster resolution. Your customer gets what they want and your costs go down at the same time, but it's channelless. It shouldn't matter. Yep. All right. We're down to the final question. The one thing question. What's the one thing you want to emphasize or one little extra nugget you want to leave with our listeners today? Sure. Treat, treat this as an opportunity. It's, it's easy to, to, to get down on this, but if you have the right strategy in place, you think of it by solving it in, in a channelless way, you'll avoid having throwaways, you know, patchwork, band-aid approaches that you're going to have to redo later. And ideally you'll put in place the bedrock for your future digital transformation so that you're ready for whatever comes next because we don't know what it is that's coming next. That's why strategies like channelist strategies are so important right now. Yep, I love it. So great advice, great suggestions, great talking points. Uh, this is, you know, to me, this I love this world, the whole customer service, <laughs> customer support world. You know that. Jeff, I know there's going to be a five P. Okay, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome to see you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, this is an, uh, an audio podcast, but when we record these, I actually get to look at our guests uh, eye to eye via our, our technology. So we're able to see each other when we're talking, but Jeff, you look great. Um, I would Thank say you. that uh, staying at home has been good for you. <laughs> Not only physically looking, I'm sure that they miss you back at the office, but everybody's working remotely and everybody's making it work remotely. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks for being on our show again. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I promise you that next week we'll have another great interview, so make sure you tune in. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.